to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, yeah, his house. Whose house? Uh, Patrick Terry. Patrick Terry's house. <laughs> What's up, buddy? All right, how you doing? Okay, man. I hear you had, looks like, sounds like you got some happy birds in your backyard. Or oh, somewhere. Yeah. They're around. They about, <laughs> yeah, they about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had, uh, our, we had one of the neighborhood cats in, uh, to the side of the house. Her name's Maggie, y'all don't even know that, because she was chilling in our driveway one day, and I was able to see her tag, and so just, she belongs two houses down, they just let her out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go drop Grayson back off of preschool because her preschool's back open this week. So she's excited to go see her friends. They're now taking extra measures, just like we have to get screened at work. So mm-hmm. do the kids now. Everybody gets everybody that goes through there gets screened. Um, we still drop her off at the front door, and then you know that's it. And then all her stuff stays there for the entire week, which is what it should be. Um, or what it normally is, actually, I guess I should say, but Grayson's loves bringing everything home. So I don't know why, but she just does, I guess, but now she doesn't have a choice. So that makes me feel better. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so yeah, so we got to see Maggie and then, uh, lately this week we've been seeing a rabbit in our backyard. And Charlotte, with her limited mobility, has not been chasing it, but yet just staring at it. And me going, I don't know what you're planning on doing because you know you're not getting that cat. You know you're not getting that rabbit. Right. Just keep looking. Kind of felt bad for her, but but yeah. now we have apparently apparently now I guess we have a pet rabbit. But it's the best kind of pet rabbit because you don't have to feed it. You don't have, you have to take care of it. It just is there. Just comes over and hangs out Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, living rent free, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's outside. Exactly. It stays that way. So. Yeah. But doing good, man? What's new? Anything? No. Um, no. I mean, just the normal routine work, come home, eat, sleep, shower, you know. Didn't do much the weekend. Just stayed in the house. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Finally caught up on some movies. Cool. Like being in school, got homework. Yeah. And then it's like last minute, try to do everything in 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was bragging to Grayson because I told her, I said, uh, I said, you know what? We probably ought to have you on this week because uh, you've officially seen more movies than Patrick has. <laughs> yeah. Because. Um, Yesterday we were in the playroom cleaning. Uh, she wanted to watch a movie in there and sit in the recliner in there for whatever reason. Right. So she ended up watching a DVD that my grandfather gave me years back about the home run derby. So she watched that while I stayed out in the living room with uh, Ruth and we watched Top Chef. And then she wanted to watch a different movie. So I decided to come back and hang out with her. So we watched yeah. Hotel Transylvania, and then I got a wild hair up my ass and started cleaning the uh, the back area of the playroom, yeah. which is where I'm hoping whenever we can be around each other again, I'm hoping we can actually set up our little mini podcast area um, instead of using the dining room. Uh, so this 
actually technically is our first tryout because that's where I'm recording from today. For people obviously that will not be able to see. Um, right. The only problem I've uh, had recording in the playroom beforehand is either York's been in here, or even in the morning. I just I'm kind of I don't know. I something about it. Either it's just been a mess because you know it's a playroom, so the kids have been in here, or I don't. Kind of like today's kind of a trial run because I don't really trust the Wi-Fi in here. Um, I've got right. a Wi-Fi extender, so I'm running off of that and uh, or just you know crossing my fingers for it. <laughs> so, right. um, but I wanted to go to the world because I spent the remainder of the day while she watched movies and played. Um, I'd spent the rest of the time trying to clean this area so I can get it looking nice, or at least nice enough. And in doing so, you would not believe what I found. It it's like Willy, it's like finding a golden ticket for Willy Wonka. Or have you ever found cash in a pocket or a pair of clothes or a jacket that you didn't realize you had in there? And then you come across it yeah. like the next season or whatever. And they're like, holy crap, mm-hmm. I've, I didn't even, I don't remember having this in here. Dude, right. in a stack of stuff on a shelf, I found an N95 mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It had to have been from the last time we got tested at work, you know, yeah. or or not tested, but the last time we got fit for them at work. Right. And so, so you know, I was like, holy shit. That's like, it's like finding gold in this. I was like, I just found right. gold in our house. So, yeah, oh. it, uh, yeah. So I put it in my backpack to use for work instead of using the surgical ones they issued us. So, and I told one of our coworkers, like, listen, I know I've got one at the house somewhere. I said, I couldn't tell you where it is, but I guarantee I've got at least one, probably two, because they give us, since they give us one every year we, when we get fitted for them. So, uh, so I know I've at least for sure got one. So, and I found the one. So, hopefully, I mean, I'll be over the moon if I find more than one, but for right now, I've found one. So, I consider yeah, myself I lucky. Yeah. Start the rain in Yeah. All right, man. Um, I guess that's it. Let's uh, let's start in. You get to go first this week. All right. So I managed to pull three movies out my butt. Look at you. <laughs> um, uh, first movie I'm gonna talk about is My Spy. Okay. Which is um, stars Dave Bautista. Uh, so just a little info. Um, in Australia, it was released January 9th of this year. And then you, the United Kingdom got a release on March 13th. That was probably the last theatrical release until, you know, because they never, they never had a release here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, it's, uh, runtime is 99 minutes. It's directed by Peter Siegel. Uh, previous movies, Night Professor 2, Features uh, Dates, and Grudge Match. So... Um, I'm familiar more with the uh, 51st Dates and the Professor 2. Yeah. Uh, PG-13 action comedy. It did have a budget of $18 million, and it managed to pull in $4.4 million in the box office before everything shut down, at least for UK and Australia. Okay. Um, so you have uh, Dave Bautista, WWE star, or retired WWE star, part-timer, whichever. Um, you have Chloe Coleman. Uh, Kristen, uh, I guess her name is Shaw. Kristen um, Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hilarious. Kristen Shaw. Uh, Parisa 
Fitz Henley and Ken Zhang, or Dr. Ken. Dr. Dr. Ken. Yeah. Or as my daughter knows, I'm the guy from Messinger. <laughs> right. Uh, so, basic premise is you have a, a Batista playing JJ, who's a newly hired CIA operative, and um, he busts an illegal weapons trade between the Russian mafia and Middle Eastern terrorists. But in the process, he botches the evidence and kills potential leads in the process. So, as a result, he's placed on surveillance duties along and is partnered up with a tech support specialist to keep an eye on the in-laws of their new lead. And in the process, as you see from the trailer, a little girl, nine-year-old, sneaks their way into their, their space. They're in the same apartment building. And um, they... Um, they plant cameras. She finds one and somehow tracks it through the Wi-Fi to find them. And um, I guess you can say it's similar to like movies with The Rock, like Tooth Fairy or Vin Diesel, uh, The Pacifier, where you have this big, strong guy paired up with a cute kid, and you know yeah, he's yeah. struggling to stay up. And she's like, "Now nah, you got a soft side. Let's let's get you know." But um, she basically cons her way to learn spy stuff. So, because as you see in the trailer, she was recording them, their setup and everything, and she uses that as leverage to get tips on how to be a spy, and then he agrees to it, which I think is crazy, because yeah. you know, it's dangerous. She's nine years old, and, you know, but um, it was it was an okay movie. I feel like it's one of those guilty pleasure type movies. If you see it on TV, put it on the background, um, maybe... Um, uh, Kids may like it. Yeah, they're yeah. say maybe ten to twelve years old. Maybe not real young kids. Um, <clears throat> some of the jokes hit. Some of them kind of don't. It's a little cheesy. And then a little note: Amazon Studios purchased the rights to this. Uh, so, oh, okay. yeah. so eventually it will show up on Prime. But I mean, I thought the performances were decent. Um, you know, Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's pretty funny. I don't think yeah. he was as funny here, but um, some you know some of it was cool. Okay. It wasn't too bad. Um, first the the one that plays the girl's mom. I thought it was the one from Game of Thrones, but actually it was the girl from Fantasy Island. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Not yet. Um, I know it's coming to Redbox in a couple of weeks, so I'll check it out then. A lot of the okay. ones that are currently, not a lot of them. A few of the ones that are. Still listed as you know, twenty dollar rentals are going to be hitting Redbox here in the next weeks or so, which is probably what they would end up doing anyways. Um, right. I'm not sure if it's going to change yet, but that's one of the ones I'm looking for though. Okay. So, but yeah, but overall, um, my spy was pretty much what I expected from the trailers. You know, I wasn't expecting too much, so I wasn't disappointed because I knew what I was getting into. So you go in, no expectations. It's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of far-fetched ideas and things like, okay, I don't, you know, know how they, why they did this, but I, I was overall enjoyed enjoyed it. Okay. Um, age range, what do you think? Who do you think it's meant for? Well, PG-13, but I'd say 10 to 12-year-old and up. Okay. Language isn't, language isn't too bad, but, you know, stuff they have on TV. Um, okay. Yeah. It's some silly kid stuff. Even have like a Shrek dance number in it. <laughs> so, so of that, that, yeah, cheesy. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. Okay. So um, the next movie, uh, I just happened to watch a uh, trailer. Actually, I think I bought this movie from McKay, but never watched it. I ended up watching yeah. it some time. It's called 100 Streets. Um, stars Idris Elba, Gemma Arterton, Charlie Creed Miles, France Dreyman, uh, Kirsten uh, Waring, Tom Cullen, and Ken Scott. Uh, basically, it consists of three separate stories in which the main characters of each uh, must deal with the consequences of their previous actions. And the story takes place within the one square mile area in London. Um, one story follows Max, who's a former rugby star that is struggling to keep his marriage together with his estranged wife. Um, in the trailer, you know, he's basically been, hasn't been, you know, infidelity. That's yeah, his that's... thing. And, um, and it just kind of deals with the consequence of how they interact whether or not he's gonna make a turnaround to, you know, get things back with his family. But um, another story follows uh, Kingsley, who's a small-time drug dealer with aspirations of being an actor. Um, a chance meeting with an aging actor named Terrence kind of further fuels his motivation to escape his life of petty crime and a disapproving mother. Um, and then another story follows George, who's a cab driver, looking to adopt a child and build a family with his wife, Kathy. George also experiences kind of a potentially life-changing thing um, where it will, I don't want to say too much. Um, well, basically he deals with something toward in their story where it could change not only his life, but his wife and just... You'd have to watch. I think it's worth watching because okay. it's, it's the performances. It's, it's a drama. Uh, the performance stuff are good. Uh, he has strong performances from every actor. Intense drama. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not much else I can really say about it without giving away the stories. But they do kind of intersect. And the stories kind of run parallel. Some of them kind of intersect. And... It really is just like a small area where all this takes place. It's like they're really close to each other, but they don't know each other. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um, Idris Elba was like the only actor that I even recognize in this movie. Um, but it had a release in the UK. It's, it's, a, it's an older movie. It's from 2016. Released in the UK in November, and then had a January release the next year. 93 minutes long. The director is Jim Hanlon. Jim O'Hanlon. Had a budget of three million euros, but the box office it was only able to bring in like three hundred and seventy-two dollars. Three hundred and seventy-two dollars. Dollars. Wow. So, I don't know if it was just very limited theater release and nobody knew about it, or uh, I don't know. That's that's very, very little, very little that it brought in. Kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you would think at least your family would bring in that much. Right. right. <laughs> I mean relatives and friends, you know, like Yeah. Something. <laughs> um and then last movie we both watched. <laughs> you watched for me and I 
finally was able to check it out. They kept uh, harassing you about watching it. <laughs> when they sent you a, a clip of a scene that they were filming, like yeah. the action scene, showing, yeah, yeah. The, showing the rehearsal and then the action scene. And then it's like, dang, he's already watched it. <laughs> um, actually, I forgot when it was coming out, so that's on my husband. Oh, no, I knew because I knew because there's nothing else coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like there was nothing else coming out. Even Redbox hadn't really had anything because, like, I I've had a rent one get one had a rent one get one free for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's nothing I really yeah. even want to rent. Like, I asked Grace, you know. I, you know, I thought Grayson might want to watch either um, Spies in Disguise or even Playing with Fire. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, those are two kids' movies she might like. Yeah. And um, she never watched them, or we never showed it. She didn't get to see the trailer, so I didn't rent them. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe this week or something. But I'm like, she need, you know, there just hadn't really been anything out. So when I, when I remember that was coming out Friday, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, because I immediately wrote that down as my number one movie I'm watching. Right. Um, now I've rented another one. Um, it's one of those that's it was a ten dollar rental instead of a twenty dollar one because it's an independent mm-hmm. film called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I was planning on watching it for this episode, and then I just didn't because I got busy cleaning in here. So to be honest, um, and just also. Um, I was watching the entire season of Watchmen, um, and so that also curtailed my movie watching. <laughs> um, so when I found out Extraction was coming out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely you know, I'll just it's like I'll you know watch the other one. Well, maybe you know I'm not going to force myself to watch it if I don't right. have to. Right. I'll say because I'm like that's the beauty is that I can talk about it next week. So True. guess what. I, going to talk about it next week (laughs) (laughs) but you go ahead continue on with um your thoughts and then we'll just um we'll kind of just transition into or segue that's what they call those things okay um of course said the release date of april 24th which was this week (laughs) uh last week anyway uh runtime 117 minutes director is sam hargrave had a budget of 65 million um, gonna, gonna, I didn't, even I didn't look that up. Sixty-five million. Five million. That's pretty low. Wait. Hey man, sweet spot. What I tell you? Right. Exactly. Um, you have uh, Chris Hemsworth starring in this from Thor and other movies outside the MCU. Um, there are other actors in this. I'm not even going to attempt saying their names because I'm going to butcher it. I'll let you attempt that if you want. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. <laughs> No. Uh, David Har Har Harbor. There yeah, I'm only mentioning Chris Hemsworth, and David Harbor. I got. That, there you go. I got. I got him. <laughs> um, basically, you have a black market mercenary set with the task of rescuing the son of the biggest drug lord in India, who's being held captive for ransom by the biggest drug lord in Bangladesh. So. As you uh, do. Yeah. And um, so, simple mission, rescue the kid, bring him back to his dad, he gets paid, right? I think it's going to be that simple. <laughs> but of course, things always, there's always a wrench in the plan. 
If they things would. were that simple, they wouldn't make movies about it. Right. So nobody wants to see one where everything just turns out okay. Yeah. So, but, um, the action, intense, from the moment, I mean, I mean, um, you don't really get much backstory on Chris Hemsworth's character, um, Tyler. Yep. Uh, but they do show a scene where he jumps off the cliff into some water and he's just sitting down at the bottom just meditating or yep. maybe trying to just take his life. I don't know. <laughs> but um, he has flashbacks of having memories. Um, little backstory, you know, he hasn't seen his wife and uh, has a kid who uh, apparently died while he was in service. And um, he's been trying to deal with that. And I guess he's kind of like... Um, he cares, but he doesn't really. So whatever mission yeah. he gets, he's just going for. It. Whatever happens, happens. You know, right. money's it. If I die, I die. But um, it's just intense action. As soon as it, I mean, it's it's almost like what we were talking about before, kind of like the John Wick style shooting and yeah. fighting. Like there was one part where he literally lifted someone up, slunk them around, and snapped the neck of <laughs> somebody. Yeah. I actually restarted. I, I, I rewound and like, did that really happen? Yeah, it happened. Uh, crazy way yeah. to go. Just see somebody's oh. leg come towards you and then blackness. Um, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to say the least. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed it. I did. I'm glad I, I got to watch it this week instead of giving my two cents next week. But yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Netflix. Watch it. <laughs> That's all because, I yeah, because it's not, this isn't a movie you, you turn on and watch for the story. So, no. you know, it's not as very plot driven. I mean, it's an action movie. Most action movies aren't. You're not really worried about character development, about so much, you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, uh, you know, you're not really worried about backstory you're not really worried about needing more meat on the plot so to speak you know or right. you know to the story just it's simple i mean it's called extraction so you yeah. what you need is some dude to go extract somebody and then you know let there be let there be a roller coaster ride somewhere in there and then right. there you go so we <laughs> we know i've watched many a disappointing um, what they would call um, A-level talented driven Netflix movie. It yeah. been disappointed many, many times. I was slightly preparing for said disappointment because having watched somewhere, I'm like, okay, well, this looks good. You know, it's got so-and-so in it. It's going to be, it's like, you know, whatever. Netflix is just dropping some money, whatever. Yeah. But also Netflix has... Mm, does not have a very good track record doing that as well. It's True. it it's it's like playing Russian roulette really. I mean every now and then you just get lucky and uh, this is one of those times they got lucky cuz yeah. I remember um, when I watched Triple Frontier and we talked about or at least I talked about it. That was the Ben Affleck one where mm -hmm. they're basically like former you know, former military mercenary guys, they're essentially going to rob, you know, they play, they essentially plan a heist to rob a drug dealer or a cartel guy. 
and then they and then you know of course things go not according to plan and you know then it just gets ridiculous yeah you know and that movie just had so much promise and just did not deliver for me right. and so i was slightly hesitant on who's worth doing on, on this movie basically doing any better than that um yeah into it <clears throat> even after watching the video of of the knife scene of them of the choreographed knife scene that they posted and you know it's made its way around the internet i yeah. still was cautiously optimistic which is how i try and stay um while watching most movies um but within the first 10 minutes i was like all right so this is what we're doing this is going to be interesting so and it is it is you know to excuse the expression it's balls to the walls like just excitement and action from the get from the jump i mean like i don't even think I don't even think there were credits, to be honest. I don't remember there being credits. I just remember it opening with an action scene, him just, you know, just starting in. And like, oh, okay. And here we go. Yeah. So uh, I like the way it was. I definitely like the way it was It was shot. Um, the, the use of the color correction atmosphere that they gave it was a bit much the it's kind of like a, it's not a sepia but it's more of it's definitely they definitely infuse a lot of yellow and kind of burnt or and kind of a burnt orange feel to it you know right. when they when they're showing the scenes of the city and in different parts to kind of give it a more grittier look um yeah. i don't really know that was a little distracting, but I'm like, all right, you know, it's not the overall, you know, that's nitpicking if I have to nitpick, but it's not really that big of a thing. Yeah. Um, I like that they decided to shoot in a location that is not normally a set, you know, is not normally a location that movies are set in. So right. I like that. That's I like how they did that. It was something different. So it kind of gave you a uh, a new, a fresh look at a different culture, you know. How True. people live, you know, and uh, how people live, and how, uh, and how everything just looks, how the communities look. And granted, it's not the entire community that's being portrayed, but it's an area of it, and right. it really kind of helps you kind of get an idea of of why something like this were to happen. You know, it it's not so much that it's a character of the story, but it helps. It does, I think it does help you make you understand why this kid's being kidnapped from one you know, from corruption and corruption and you know and then yeah. just rival cartels and different things. Um, right. So I like that. I, I I do like that. The in Chris Hemsworth's great. I mean he doesn't he doesn't I don't he doesn't play a one note character. Is that a good way to put it? Um, he does try to show some range. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of character development because he's too busy being on the run. But yet, you can still see, right. you can still see, you know, it's not just some random action dude, and then that doesn't get hurt, you know, and just I mean, right. he gets hurt, he and you can gets... see him in pain. <laughs> yeah, you can see him in pain and in struggling, which is what you want in 
and a uh, protagonist in order to make it believable. And, you know, the, I think sometimes in a lot of these movies, we kind of like the Fast and Furious movies, you know, people get yeah. thrown around, beaten the hell out of, and yet they just get right back up, you know, as if it's nothing. And it's just like, right. it's a bit much. I mean, but that movie, those movies are meant to be like that. I just yeah. appreciate movies when they, when your heroes actually do get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, and that becomes part of the story is that they're struggling and they have to overcome their, you know, they're having overcome that. So I do uh, appreciate that. The stunts are ridiculous in this movie. The choreography is great. Um, the last time I've seen choreography this good in an action movie was John Wick three. So yeah. uh, I mean, because the the Marvel movies they're great. You know, don't get me wrong, they're great. It's, and the stunts are great, but they're not as good as some of these more practical ones, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Because the Marvel movies are a lot of green screen. So yeah. um, they're mostly it doesn't for... make the stunts it, it doesn't make the stunts any less real. It just but the fact when you see them on on an actual set or, you know, with other things around them, it makes right. it it makes it more realistic and I appreciate that. And so I, yeah. I enjoy it more, I guess <laughs> I enjoy watching people get hurt more. <laughs> yeah. And then the Marvel movies are kind of marketed more towards kids and they're trying to sell toys. So right. they, can't, they can't go as far with action right. as movies like this, where they're not trying to do anything else. Just, Hey, <laughs> watch this guy get his blown brain that brain blown out or yeah. uh, get hit by cars, which <laughs> I like that part. There was like two parts yeah. where he oh got hit by the guy. I was like, man. Damn. Yeah, this is exact, dude, this is exactly what I said. I went, damn. <laughs> and I'm trying to be quiet, you know, because, you know, again, I was watching this at night and yeah. upstairs in the bedroom. And, of course, we're just trying to sleep. And I'm over there going, damn. Oh, right. shit. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> that was another um, scene. I got to check it out again. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm totally going to rewatch this. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to rewatch this, but I'm going to watch it in the living room on a bigger TV instead of the, instead of my iPad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's definitely some, this is definitely a movie that should be watched on a bigger screen, not a phone or an iPad, unless that's just what you have at your disposal at the time. Um, would have been good in the theaters. <laughs> oh, it would have been amazing. I texted you, I go, man, I wish this was, I would have, and I told, and I told my wife too, I said, you know, I totally would pay full price for to go see this in theater. Yes. I think I would have been hesitant at first, but I know that, but I know if I had I seen it in the theater, I would have absolutely loved it. Yes. Oh, can you imagine watching this in 40X, man? Oof. Oh, man. Oh, oh dude. See, the, that would car the car chase, the car chase scenes alone. Exactly. So to kind of get to the technical aspect of it, the so I, as I'm watching it, as I do, even though I'm freaking enjoying the hell out of this movie. Mm -hmm. I'm still sitting there and I'm looking up stuff because I can't help it. That's just me. I have to know. I don't like not like I love I'm enthralled. I'm engaged in the movie, but I'm also one of those people. I need to know who these people are, you right. know, it just, otherwise it's going to eat my brain. And then it will take me out of the movie. So I was looking up the director to see what else he had done. He hasn't really directed movies. He's been either the either the fight choreographer or stunt coordinator or just stunt person. I think I saw 80 or 88 credits for wow. that. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, and most of it is Marvel. 
I mean, most of it's okay. Marvel movies. So there's a reason why he got hired on. Oh, yeah. You know, because since the Russo brothers produced it, you know, yeah, there's a reason why he got hired on to direct. Yeah. So I'm sure during Endgame, they were probably having some conversation about, you know, about it. And he's like, you know, I've, you know I'm sure they had like some conversation about how he's always wanted to direct. Yeah. You know, and Joe's probably like, well, you know, I'm writing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, totally. Do that. <laughs> so in the fact that he's had those kinds of had those experiences as a fight choreographer, as a stunt coordinator, as a as a uh, stuntman, he's got that experience of knowing where the camera is going to be placed yeah. for the action and where it's going to where it needs to be placed and where it's you know with 88 credits you kind of learn by then and exactly. so he he brought that experience to this film and it shows like it shows tremendously like i sent you the clip so if you yeah. go to either so sam hargrove doesn't have an instagram page uh but if you go to either chris hemsworth or chris hemsworth's uh stuntman who also had a look up uh brian holland hanton h-a-n-t-o-n if you look mm-hmm. up their Instagram feeds, it shows them. Sh- it shows them posting clips of him filming on top of a car. Like it's not the camera's not mounted to the car. The director is sitting on top of a car at that's driving at a high rate of speed yeah. as he's holding a camera. I mean, he's got a harness on. But it shows like there's a part of the scene during when they're filming this car chase that. They stop, you know, he you know, moves the camera in to the, uh, for, you know, a closer shot and then moves it back and then they're driving in reverse. And then as they get, then they come to a stopping point and then he gets off the car to get to the other vehicle that's coming out and so he can get the camera straight into the, straight into the car. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, most movies are not shot like that. Usually the cameras are mounted to the car or to some sort of, you know, some sort of thing. Even and he wasn't even using a Steadicam. Like Steadicams are basically a harness where the camera is mounted. He wasn't even right. using it. He was just legit, just holding the camera. Could easily just drop it and that camera's gone. You know, but he, he was the apparatus. <laughs> yeah, he was the apparatus. I was just like my, I was just jaw dropped just watching this. I'm like. I was like, this dude's nuts, but I mean, he'd have to be to be doing what he's been doing for, you know, all these, uh, for all those movies. Right. But it just, it, but it brings you, but the fact that he did it just brings you into the action even more. Yeah. It makes you more, it brings, it brings you into where like you feel like you are there in this car chase. It's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, you sent me that clip. Yeah. You sent me the clip, and no sooner than you sent me the clip, I watched it. Then I was watching that scene, and it made me enjoy that scene much more after watching that behind the scenes first. Right, because you had an appreciation for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So yesterday, while I was in, while Grayson was watching her, was watching her movie. Um, she ended up watching three and a half. She watched Hotel Transylvania. Uh, she watched. Norman the North, Kung Fu Panda Three, and she's halfway through G Force. That's okay. all I did yesterday, which is fine. That's great. Those are movies I've been trying to get her to watch 
I think last summer was on her summer movie list that I created for. Mm-hmm. Anyways, while she was doing that and I was sitting here, uh, I did I kind of, you ever go down a rabbit hole, you know, you look up something, which then leads you to look up something else, which then you just keep following that and you just keep going. Yeah. And then at some point you're like, how did I wind up here? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So that was me yesterday. So, um, I don't want to spend too much time, but I want, for people that aren't aware, I find this extremely fascinating. So I'm looking at him's first videos from the movie because um, I know I was going to talk about it. Yeah. And then I started following his, and I started, you know, looking at his stuntman, uh, Brian Holland Hanton, looking at his Instagram feed and watching some of his videos and his pictures from the film. So there's one, there's one picture. It's got like it lo- almost looks like a bone, like a bone sticking out of the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I mean, it's kind of gross. But then next thing, it just shows the stitches, and then third one shows the stitches with the bruising, and it's just an injury he got from filming. So it's pretty interesting. And so then I keep scrolling, and it comes to this thing where he's talking about one year ago this accident happened, and he wasn't involved, but apparently his wife is also a stunt person, a stunt woman. Um, She was doing stunts on... uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter in 2015. Okay. And there was, during the stunt, apparently the director changed the action in the in the shot. Didn't tell her or the stunt coordinator or anybody else. You know, um, I guess didn't inform the stunt people about the changes. So they couldn't make it that, you know... They couldn't. They didn't make uh, any sort of ad, uh, adaptation or anything. Yeah. yeah. To kind of acclimate to the new change, to be sure everything would, you know, would still be safe and ready to go. Right. So okay. So Brian Holland Hinton is married to stunt woman Olivia Jackson. Um, they're uh, both of them are are UK based. Um, I found this article on Variety. I'm just gonna read parts of it. Um, so apparently, uh, this is just from a couple weeks ago, uh, won the, uh, latest stage in the long battle for damages following life-changing injuries she sustained during the filming of Resident Evil, the final chapter in 2015. So she was standing in for Mia Jovovich, uh, while she was driving a motorcycle that collided head on with a camera attached to a boom that extended from a motor vehicle during the shoot in South Africa. The camera was supposed to swoop over her, but the camera rig was not lifted in time. Jackson was in a coma for 17 days, and her left arm was amputated. She suffered numerous other injuries, including spinal fractures and bleeding on the brain. Hold on. Stupid article did something. Uh, do, do, do. Um, there we go. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, so following uh, following a hearing on March fifth and sixth, the High Court in South Africa ruled that the stunt was negligently planned and executed by the South African company operating the camera and filming vehicle. The judgment also dismissed the defendant's allegations 
that Jackson's motorbike riding was at fault. The vehicle and the camera were operated by driver Roland Melville and boom operator Gustav Marius of Bickers Action uh, South Africa. In a copy of the court judgment seen by Variety, Judge N. Davis said there was a clear attempt to blame Jackson for the collision by by Marius and Melville and spoke of the utter of the quote utter unreliability of their evidence in quote damn <laughs> in other words y'all incredible for shit um however if and when jackson receives compensation remains uncertain um following the premier preliminary trial of the south african high court it was held that the accident would be treated as a road traffic accident and that the road accident fund raf of South Africa would be liable to compensate Jackson. The judge said the RAF is 100% liable for Jackson's proven or agreed damages. However, due to the limitations of the RAF scheme, it is unlikely to come close to replacing Jackson's lost career, nor provide certainty for her um, lifelong disability-related needs. A further trial in South Africa to assess the compensation payable to Jackson under our, the RAF scheme is likely to be two or more years off. <clears throat> they ended up getting the settlement, from what I understand. That's, but it, uh, it's, it's a fascinating read. Like I, I was just expecting to look at some pictures of Hemsworth, um, you know, shooting the movie or talking about the movie, right. and then watch some stunts, you know, watch some stuff from his stuntmen's. Um, uh, feed. I wasn't expecting to go down this dive because I went from his feed to his wife's feed and was watching some of that and reading all about what had occurred. I didn't know anything about it. I think right. I heard that someone had gotten injured on set of a Resident Evil movie, but that's about all I had heard on that. I hadn't really <clears throat> paid much more attention after that. I mean, it's been, shoot, it's now been five years. Um, yeah. But this is, it is a fascinating read, though. And the fascinating thing, it's a horrible thing to have happened. And, you know, it it does kind of make you definitely respect um, the stunt people that make these movies, these outrageous movies. Like, their right. job is to get hurt, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, they don't really, I'm sure they don't probably don't get paid. You know, they definitely don't. To me, in my opinion, they don't get paid enough. I don't even know how much they get paid. But I'm sure it's not enough. They should be the one making the stars money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but I know from what I've noticed, at least from watching a lot of this stuff, the there is a close bond with the actors and the stunt people. Like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of respect and a lot of care, uh, especially for Hemsworth, because um, if you look up Brian Holland Hanton's credits. He's been Hemsworth's stunt double in all the Marvel movies, and he may have done some on the Captain America movies too. But I know he's been basically Thor. I mean, he's yeah. been actually Thor <laughs> um, during the stunts. Um, but yeah, it's it's something worth looking up. Um, definitely checking out their Instagram feed for sure. Um, I would I would absolutely love to try and get him or somebody else um on to kind of just talk to them about their work as right. a stunt person or even as a coordinator so i don't know i'll see what i can do <laughs> make it work 
Um, so I think we pretty much covered extraction. Basically, if you like action movies, this is a great Netflix action movie. Yeah. That's four words you normally don't hear um, very often. So um, it's not, that's not a TV show, at least. Right. So I would definitely, you know, get off your, you know, everybody's watched their Tiger King, get past that, watch this, and just enjoy the ride. I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is bonkers. Yeah, it does not disappoint. <laughs> no. So the, so the next one I watched was, um, it's one Grayson wanted to watch, so I watched with her, because. Um, uh, Apparently, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So apparently, Grayson had watched. I guess Saturday she watched the Willoughby's, and she wanted me to watch it with her. Yes, was it yesterday? No, it was. She watched it Friday, and she wanted me to watch it with her. So I watched it with her yesterday, okay. or Saturday. Well, I, I watched her with her this weekend. That's the weekend. All that yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't at work. I know that much. Yeah. Um, so I watched the Willoughby's, which was on my list because I was glad that she want, you know, wanted to watch it or want, wanted to watch it again at least because it's something – it was a kid's movie that was out. It's on Netflix. Um, it looked interesting in the form of animation at least yeah. that I, in, to the extent that I wanted to watch it. Um, it's weird. It's a weird movie. Basically, it's about these, these uh, people this couple that falls in love they get you know they buy a house and then they end up having kids and then after having kids realized they didn't really want to have kids but they keep having kids because they love each other okay so they wound up with four kids yeah uh the old the oldest boy uh the a girl that's the second oldest and a set of twins the parents are not involved in the kids' lives whatsoever because they're too much involved in each other. Yeah. And uh, so the kids are more or less fending, not really fending for themselves, but more or less. They have to um, rely on them for a lot. So they ended up, um, what they end up doing is they plan a trip for their parents to take because they figure, well, if they're orphans, you know, they can just take care of themselves and you don't have to worry about the parents. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want. So right. they plan their parents to take this trip and, you know, get them tickets and send them out. What they don't realize is they end up sending a nanny to come watch them. The nanny is, like, super cool and, you know, was spending time with them and everything. But the kids don't or at least a couple of them don't want her there because they just want to be by themselves, whether she's good to them or not. Right. So then, so then, uh, you know, then they end up, wind up going on an adventure and they realize how much they miss their parents. So they try and go and rescue their parents or go try and go get their parents, bring them home. And, um, through this journey, you know, the nanny's there and they end up meeting another person and just to find out that they really, you know, they, they go to save their parents. They're on, uh, on the ship, like this hot air balloon type ship. The parents end up leaving the kids and taking the hot air balloon ship. 
Yeah. The okay. kids get rescued and all that. It's just a strange movie to the fact that I'm like, who's this movie for? Right. It's just that you liked it. I mean, it's kind of got some funny parts, but not really. At least not enough for me to say, you know, to rec- really recommend it. Um, right. But it's it's okay. It's strange. It's just strange. It's not, and it's not in a like Tim Burton kind of strange, mm-hmm. like Coraline or you know Nightmare Before Christmas or any of those type of James and the Giant Peach, any of those kind of movies that are kind of strange but are still enjoyable. Right. This movie's just weird, and I don't under, quite understand it. I guess it's just to show that even if your parents are narcissists that are just so involved with each other, they don't care about you. You don't need them because you can make your own family. Blah blah blah. You know, the right. nanny becomes their family, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't know. I personally don't wouldn't recommend it, but if your kids are going to want to watch it, I mean, you know, if they don't get bored with it, you know, there's not one I'd be like, you should watch, you know, next movie night at the house with your family, you know, watch this movie. You, everybody will enjoy it. Basically, show them the trailer. They're interested from that, then... <laughs> And they can watch it on whenever you're doing other things, because yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna parents aren't gonna like it. So, um, and then lastly, the the, only, the last thing I'm gonna really want to talk talk about, the next movie we watched after that was one I honestly, I'll be the first one to admit I don't even remember if I've ever brought this up on the show, but we watched Space Jam. <laughs> I have never seen Space Jam. Okay. I was not a Michael Jordan fan growing up. Um, I respect him, hella respect. I mean, he's right. He's he is who he is for a reason. I was a David Robinson fan growing up, so I had no interest. I I didn't care. Yeah. Um. Plus, uh, when that that ninety that was ninety four or something like that when that came out, I was in high. I mean, I was in high school. I didn't care. Yeah. Um. If it was not. Maybe I was not, might have been 91. I don't care. It was the early 90s. I was 13, anywhere between 13 and 15, and I wasn't going to want to watch it. <laughs> right. So, um, for younger, for people that were younger that grew up watching it, I can, I can totally see why they enjoy it. It's their version. It's their Roger Rabbit. I, I mean, when Roger Rabbit came out, I absolutely loved it. But yeah. for, for this, it's just not, it wasn't for me. Um, I didn't quite get it because it's Space Jam, but it doesn't take place in space. It takes place in the, like the Warner Brothers Middle Earth almost. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't age well at all. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So it was fun. I mean, Grayson liked it. Um. I know a lot of people from this that grew up watching it will enjoy it too. It's just, it's just not, you know, just one for me. I mean, which is fine. But I'm glad she, I'm glad she likes it. And I know there's some other people that really enjoy it too. Um, but yeah, so those are what I've watched. Um, other than watching the entire season of Watchmen, which is really good. Interesting take on the graphic novel and the film. Um, but yeah, uh, Really about the only thing we got left to talk about, man. Uh, I've only got two things that are coming to Netflix um, here soon uh, for trailers. 
um, the wrong Missy, which is um, basically it's mistaken identity. Okay. Uh, you know, I think it's a rom com from what I remember from watching it. And then uh, that'll be out May 13th. I forgot who's in it, to be honest. And then second one is uh, the half of it, which is uh, this girl helps this guy um, basically go, you know, basically he helps. She helps him get a girl, get the girl, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The, the only diff, the only problem is the she's also in love with the girl so okay yeah so two people in love with the same person but she's going to try and help him get her there we go so um it's like a saren it almost seems like a sereno de bergerac uh with a twist (laughs) so it should be interesting i'll probably watch it um That'll be out uh, May 1st, so Friday. So, uh, but yeah, that's really about it, man. Uh, you got anything? Uh, I was going to talk about that movie Frozen you suggested, but I fell asleep on it, so uh, that okay. pretty much sums that up. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <Maybe>. gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think once it got to the part where they got stuck on a snow lift, I zonked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So... Basically, when I got to the plot of the movie, or the point of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was, yeah, like I said, it was either late or everything beforehand just kind of was like, eh. You're just tired. Yeah, right. it wasn't the actual movie itself. It was just yeah. outside forces. <laughs> I, may, I may try again later at some point. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any recommendations this week. So, okay. that's all I could think of. So. Yeah. I got some stuff same on Hulu and Prime that I might check out for next yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious to see what comes to Netflix or not Netflix, uh, Redbox on Tuesday. Tomorrow, yeah. See what comes yeah. out tomorrow. Uh, see if there's anything worth me checking out, talking about next week. Um, and then I'll watch the, I'll watch the other one. Never, uh, never rarely, sometimes, always. I'll definitely watch that for sure. And then we'll talk, and I'll talk about that next week. Because I've been hearing a lot of good things and a lot of uh, it's, a few celebrities have been reposting it, talking about how good it is. Yeah. I trust their and I trust their uh, their taste. So, so I'll check that out and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about that one uh, next week. So, cool. cool, man. All right. Well, I guess uh, quarantine episode number five, <laughs> <laughs> episode number forty. Ten more, right. man, or uh, ten more, and we hit fifty. Look at that. All right. Yeah. So, cool beans, man. Um, okay. Well, from myself, Jeff Hall, and Patrick Terry. We'll uh, we'll talk to you all next week. All right. Later.